Hey there, this is the His Beloved Podcast with Kendra Bartlett and Megan Copeland, and we are so glad you are here. Hey friends, how are ya? I'm Megan, and I'm so glad you are here. So today, we have a little bit of a different episode. We have an old guest who's come back, Teresa Stevens. She was on our podcast at the end of last year, and she is going to be the speaker at our next live Women's Adoration Night, which is on December 2nd, called Awake My Soul. And you guys, Teresa is just one of my favorite people in the whole world. She is living what it means to find your fire. It's who she is. She had a huge conversion in her 30s and is sold out for Jesus. She is the director of the Mercy of God Prayer Center in Austin, Texas, where she invites people in to pray with them. They have inner healing prayer. She leads different classes and sessions for spiritual growth and development. And she's also a facilitator for the Encounter School of Ministry, which has, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, completely rocked our worlds this year. Kendra and I are just loving it. And so we are on the journey of learning and she is leading it, which is just beautiful. So she is such a great person to learn from and to grow with. And so today we are talking about discernment of spirits and how do we hear the voice of God? And we thought she would be such a great person to share with us on that because this is what she does every single day of her life. I don't know anybody who hears the voice of God better than Teresa Stevens. So she is such a joy. And if you stick around till the very end, I have a surprise for you. It's a good one, especially if you don't have tickets yet for Awake My Soul, you want to stick around. And uh, anyways, I just want to share with you a little story too. The other day we were all at a um, Healing the Whole Person prayer night and we were there as prayer support for the women and the men who were going through the program. And it was just one of those days where the Holy Spirit was moving in the room. And I came in just floating on cloud nine and Kendra was too. And so was Teresa because we'd had this really amazing moment at Encounter that day. And, and we prayed with some people and they were really deep prayers. And then we walked outside afterwards. And I think we were just so excited to see each other. There was just like this energy and electricity amongst all of us. And we're just, we're talking about what God had done in our hearts that day. And we're all excited. And then we're so excited. We're almost like jumping up and down screaming. And one of the priests walks by and he goes, you guys have a lot of energy. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. Thank you very much. It's the Holy Spirit. And then we're surrounded by this group of women. There's about five or six of us. And every single one of these people are just filled with the spirit, anointed, holy women. And one of them steps up and says, I need prayer and I need it right now. And we're like, all right, let's go. And then a deacon was walking by and he joined us and we prayed this beautiful ground shaking prayer over a friend standing in front of a church building. And I just couldn't help but think like, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is what friendship should look like. This is what following the Holy Spirit and leaning into the whispers of God and what God's calling us to and what life should look like. When someone says, I need prayer, let's stop everything and pray right now. And what was so cool about it is any one of those people in that room or in that group could have prayed a beautiful prayer over her. But to have this power of all of us, one at a time, just pouring out our hearts for her and and fighting hard battles through prayer was just, it's probably a moment I'll never forget. And it was so cool. (laughs) And that's why we want to share Teresa with you at Awake My Soul is because this is who she is every single day. And just having her around gives us the strength to step out and do bold things like that, that we probably otherwise wouldn't have done. We might've said, oh, we'll pray for you later. If we hadn't been in that moment where we were there to pray with people, we probably would have said, oh yeah, I'll pray for you tonight. But it was like, no, mm -mm, we're doing this right now. So much fun. And we just love sharing Teresa with you. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I hope you join us on December 2nd. There are still tickets available and um, you want to get them today or tomorrow. Hint, hint. All right, guys, enjoy. Hey, friends, welcome back to the His Beloved podcast. I'm Megan, and I am here with Teresa Stevens. You want to say hi? Hello. Okay, so today is not a normal day. We're missing someone. 
Sad. Kendra's not here. So sad. I know. But it was her idea for us to do this podcast without her. So I was like, are you sure, Kendra? So we had planned to record a podcast today and um, and we cannot get these darn kids healthy. They have been sick. My kids have been sick since, oh, I don't even know, October 23rd, I think. Oh, man. It's November 17th. In the name of Jesus, we claim health over these children. Thank you. Like, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We are done with being sick. Done. Like, it is done. And uh, and I still have some that are not super healthy. And she had one that couldn't make it to school today. So Aww. I know. Well, I think part of, you know, we have 12 kids between the three houses. So we're just passing things That's around. That's a lot of kids. I know. <laughs> That's a lot of joy. That's a lot of joy. It's a lot of, you know, riding in the car together and sharing germs <laughs> and all the things. So, but what was funny about it is we had, we had a huge busy day planned today. Kendra and I did. We had like meeting, meeting, meetings, and she had to cancel everything. But we were going to record this podcast about discernment. And then we were going to come here and meet with Teresa about our next event, Awake My Soul, and uh, which we were so excited about because we were going to pray together and and then when she realized it wouldn't work, she goes, why don't you just go record with Teresa? Yikes. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, and so I texted Teresa and said, hey, we wanted to talk about discernment today. And she said, I was just preparing a talk about that. <laughs> I'm giving a talk to somebody else on that same topic. So it's just funny the way God works out. So I decided... He clearly didn't want me to give this teaching. He wanted you to give this teaching. <laughs> well, I think it'll be both of us. Okay. <laughs> God's like, got plans. No, Megan, you go see Teresa. Let her help you with that. <laughs> so here we are. Um, and we are really excited. So I have a question for you. Okay. Sometimes, I didn't tell you this ahead of time. Sometimes we like to start with like, what's God, like what's rocking your world right now? Is there something like a song or a topic or a... I don't know, movie, anything that you're just like loving right now or that God's putting in your, in your life? I just love the way he's speaking to me. Yeah. Like we just did, we just did an activation or, um, uh, just a time to come and listen to him where, um, I encountered him and they were asking me, so what's the one word the Lord is giving you? And, um, well, first it was, how does the Lord see you? And the yeah. word that he gave me was encourager. Mm. And he was like wanting to send me out as an encourager. Yes. And then what's the one word he's giving you? And the word was sustenance. And so mm. I was like, Lord, I was praying into that. Well, what do you mean sustenance? He's like, my words walk before you and I will always provide for you mm. sustenance. And so that just piece of courage is what I've been living in this week and um, just letting his words walk before me. So I've just been in this new little bit of joy going, yay. (laughs) That's so cool. So um, Teresa is an encounter facilitator. So she is um, helping to lead a group of encounter students like Kendra and I, but we don't actually have Teresa as our facilitator. Kendra and I are in different classes. And so in one of my sessions at the very beginning, um, the priest who leads it, he always has these, a, a word for somebody. And his words are the cutest thing ever because they're like some random household object <laughs> every time. <laughs> and they're like the most random things, but they're so meaningful too. And so there was one time I was really struggling with um, giving a talk and I had like really worked myself up a lot about what I was supposed to say and how was it supposed to go and how mm. are they going to receive it. And he said, um, I envision one of you in an old cafeteria and in this cafeteria, there's a stack of plates and, you know, the lunch lady's about to pass them out to the kids. And he said, the stack of plates is completely empty and you're standing there next to the stack of plates and you don't know what to put on them. And he said, it's okay. Cause I'm going to put all the, everything on them that they need. It. So that's like your, your sustenance, right? Like, sustenance. he's like, I'm just going to dish it and you just stand there and, and hold it out. Like, just, just be the one to pass it out and let me do all the, all the dishing. So fun. I, so I texted him this morning. I'm like, I got that joy, 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 joy down <laughs> in my heart. He's like, okay, great. That is my song for the day. I will be singing it all day. And I'm like, I love you, Father Walter. I'm going to send this to you. That's so funny. So in that same activation that you were just talking about, my word was joy. So ah, there great. you go. Joy great. and sustenance. It's joy and sustenance. That's, those are things. Let's awesome. impart that to everyone listening know, today. Right. Uh, pour it out. So will you tell us what um, what you mean by an activation? Oh, activation. Yeah, because people aren't used to that word. Yeah. So basically, it's just a time where you come together and somebody's leading you into different thoughts or different words um, that speak to your heart that it just leads you into Jesus's presence Mm -hmm. and Jesus does the rest so it's kind of activating Jesus in you Mm -hmm. so that you're hearing him and you're 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 hearing his word for you and um, guidance and 
all of the wonderful things just to be with him intimately. So it's kind of like when someone reads scripture to you and you hear the Lord in it, mm. that's an activation because reading, hearing that scripture activated the Lord in you, mm. activated a place where you could come hear him. Yeah. And so you're really like allowing the Holy Spirit to move right. and then, and just being in a place of receptivity and openness. And a lot of times it's like kind of an imaginative prayer type of environment too, where sometimes you might see awakening. a vision. Wait, it's Wait, an awakening. It's an awakening. Yeah. There it's like go. actually giving your heart a chance to like burst open and receive whatever it is that he is ready to give. Yeah. He's like standing there ready to pour it in. Yeah. It's really cool. And during our online sessions, we have, I guess, two or three activations a week and that's the best part. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. it is so, so beautiful to see the way the Lord is speaking to everyone. And, and, and you know what I've noticed this week? Because the topic of today is about hearing the voice of God and about discernment. So let's just go. So this week he was talking about um, different languages and being multilingual and all this and, and saying that God speaks in different languages too. And, and what he really meant was like sometimes we see visions, sometimes we hear his voice in a small whisper in our heart and all that. But I realize when we go around the room and people share their experience of activation, I think his voice sounds different in different people. Oh, yeah. Like when he talks to me, it's very friendly. It's very, it's like my own, the way that I would speak, you know? Uh -huh. And and sometimes it sounds kind of like holy and, you know, otherworldly and not, not something I would say. But a lot of times it's just a very personal, gentle friendship style and then there's some other people in the in the group and when the lord speaks to them it sounds like straight out of scripture uh, have you ever noticed that yeah do you think what does that mean is it just because he speaks to me the way that i can receive it the best exactly is that so what it like is? some of us are just more childlike than others i think that's what it is it's like <laughs> and, and so he gets down on our level and he's like yeah and he loves it there's this like twinkle it's in his twinkle. eye Thank it's a twinkle you. but you know for other people that twinkle is scripture I mean, yeah, the first time my soul was awakened to really hearing him, it was in scripture. Uh -huh. And it wasn't, I mean, I hate to say how old I was once I really felt like I was hearing him and talking to him, but I was yeah. in my thirties. Yeah. I just had my first kid and I was like, okay, I'm ready to settle down now and be who you want me to be, God. Yeah. You know, sorry for like my twenties, but okay, I'm here, <laughs> so Lord, here I'm here now. And, and he did, you know, when I said yes and like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to come to this Bible study and all of a sudden this immense love for scripture mm. because it wasn't about the scripture as much as about hearing him and it was the first time I heard him. Yeah. And it was in scripture. But he had to come to me at that moment the way I, I could receive him. Right. So it changes and he challenges us as we grow in our spirituality. He will speak to us differently mm -hmm. in whatever season we're in. You're going to talk about that in a little bit about some seasons we're in desolation yeah. and some seasons we're in consolation. And he's going to talk to us different however we need to hear him at the moment, depending on where we are. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a great love for scripture, too. But for whatever reason, he speaks to me in this like kind of, yeah. almost, it's almost like playful. Uh -huh. And so sometimes I would kind of discredit that as like, oh, that can't be from God. Because when I hear, he, he should sound like thou and thee. And, you know what I mean? Like so much more. He right? should be a lot more, you know, well-spoken than this. But um, but I think he has a sense of humor. And I think he kind yeah. of, like you said, there's a twinkle there. It's yeah, like, it's a twinkle. It's like, hey. It's a spark. Hey, Megan. It's like inside jokes almost <laughs> between me and God, which is super fun. Okay. So what we want to talk to you about today, though, is um, the Ignatian Rules for Discernment. So I'm a huge Ignatian, St. Ignatius fan, and we actually already told the story of St. Ignatius on one of our other podcasts oh, and how awesome. he came to um, create these rules for discernment. And so we've mentioned discernment. We've mentioned hearing the voice of God. We've talked a little bit about like what that looks like in our own lives. But today we kind of want to go a little bit deeper and maybe even go through the first five rules for you guys. I want to be like with a group of children. How many of you have heard of the rules? <laughs> well, we can't see you, so it doesn't matter. But hopefully you have heard of these rules. And so before we get started, let's talk a little bit about desolation and consolation. Can you okay. like describe those for us? Um, so desolation is when you don't hear God at all. Mm. It, it's He's there, but it's it's a place where we don't believe that we're hearing God. We don't believe he's with us. We can't see him. You know, there's a heaviness of our heart. There's a mm. heaviness of our spirit. And we're just in this place where 
um, our soul is longing, but we're not being fed because we're just not in a place where we can hear him. Does that yeah. make sense? So is just the feeling of like heaviness and darkness desolation or is that more, I guess, momentary? Is desolation more long term? Some people can be in desolation for years. For years. For they years. They say Mother Teresa was in desolation. Yeah, for... she didn't hear, but she was faithful. Yeah. I she just... knew he was there. Yeah. But she just didn't hear him. Yeah. I find that so hard to believe that she could live her mission for that many years of her life and have no intimate relationship or not. She had the relationship, but she wasn't feeling the reciprocation of it for that long. Right. It just blows my mind that she would be able to keep being faithful. That's difficult. I, yeah. That's, I can't but imagine. Then, but then knowing that you can do that, that's also discipline in knowing that God is with you yeah. and trust. And it's and still just, intimacy. It's just true. a different kind of intimacy. It blows my mind. It makes me sad for her. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. So what's consolation? So uh, consolation is, spiritual consolation is where um, it's, it's an interior movement that kind of brings us back to him. It's an interior movement that causes the soul to just totally be inflamed with the love of Christ. Mm. So we all have those moments where like when we're feeling down and then all of a the sudden there's something in front of us that's like maybe pumpkin pie <laughs> uh, that just totally cheers us up, right? So yeah. pumpkin pie would be an example of physical consolation mm -hmm. to, to something hunger. So maybe our desolation is hunger pumpkin pie is our mm -hmm. our physical consolation to us then spiritually when we're feeling dry when when we're not hearing the lord the lord will sometimes send us something that will awaken again in that maybe maybe it's a butterfly that says mm -hmm. oh i've got new life for you yeah. hang on it's hope it's a rainbow when we mm -hmm. see rainbows it's um you know he can it's a scripture that all of a sudden just pulls away that desolation and and mm -hmm. we're back to oh i can feel you lord yeah. i can feel your love i can see you i can hear you mm -hmm. that veil is lifted yeah well and the other thing i think is really important when you're thinking about like ignatian discernment is the whole body is kind of engaged in this mm -hmm. in, in this process because sometimes we tend to discredit emotions or discredit feelings and emotions can lead us astray there's there's that's absolutely true but in this type of discernment we're constantly kind of paying attention to the movements of your body, the movements of your heart, the mm -hmm. way, you know, what it feels like to be in a state of joy and a state of consolation and a state of sadness, a state of, you know, disconnectedness and kind of paying attention to those movements as we flow through. Because that's how we can determine and kind of feel the movement of God in our hearts, right? That yeah, and that's what that's what St. Ignatius um, all of his rules were based on because he started to notice those movements of his heart mm -hmm. and it was telling him what was going on. And so he he summarized that into three things, right? So first we have to be aware. Mm -hmm. Then we have to understand. So we, we have to be aware, okay, I'm sad. Why am I sad? So then right. you, you go into understanding and then, Lord, what do you want me to do with it? So then I got to act on that. Mm -hmm. So maybe... Um, I, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling disconnected, and I become aware of that, right? Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I'm in desolation. So then I come to the Lord, Lord, help me understand this. Why am I here? And then maybe he shows me where I've been sinning. Maybe I haven't been going yeah. to church. Maybe I haven't been seeking him in scripture. Maybe I haven't mm -hmm. been looking for him. And so he says, okay, to understand why you're sad, you're not hearing me, it's because you've been busy. You allowed busy not to mm -hmm. to enter in instead of you reading scripture. And then I'll be like, oh, so what do you want me to do, Lord? He's like, uh, duh. So get your Bible out and come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. It's like the answer almost for everything. Come to right. me. Come to me. Come to me. But I mean, that's the whole thing is is be aware, understand, and then and take act. action. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, when I've self-corrected, I'm not staying away. I'm not staying away from the Lord. All of a sudden, I'm reading scripture, and there's these beautiful consolations mm. that are coming to me because I've turned... So like in, in rule one, um, you're, you're turned away from the Lord mm -hmm. and then you experience these desolations. And then in rule two, you're, you have these spiritual consolations because you're, you're turned towards the Lord and you're hearing him and you're seeing mm -hmm. him. Yeah, that's so good. And I think sometimes that can happen over long periods of time. It can also happen within five minutes in your heart. Like I'll have moments because I kind of learned several years ago about Ignatian discernment and kind of started working on those muscles to hear him, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I'll have moments in my life where there's just like a sadness over my heart or a frustration or whatever. And I can't even remember what I'm upset about. 
You know, Mm -hmm. something just happened. Maybe I read an email. Maybe it was a text message or maybe it was something my husband said or or something I thought a friend said and they didn't even say or, you know, whatever. And then you kind of hold on to that feeling. And so I learned years ago to go back through that and do those three steps you just said. And then you realize, okay, Lord, like, why do I feel this way? What is this sadness? And then I start to just backtrack through my day until I get to the point where I'm like, oh, that's what upset me. And usually it's nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. Usually I can offer it to the Lord and he's like, just let it go. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And then it removes this heaviness. But like practicing that in the day to day makes it easier to respond on the big things whenever, whenever we have bigger things that come about. Right. And let me, let me caveat that because the example I used was, um, I was experiencing desolation because of sin, Uh but we can experience desolation because of other reasons, not necessarily just sin. So I don't want anyone to take that and go, Oh, I'm so sinner. I'm never going to be consolation. No, that's not it at all. Cause you can, I mean, you can have so many different reasons, so many different reasons in your life. You can have desolation because you're experiencing a lot of depression because of what's going on in your family. There's no sin involved in that. Right. It's, it's the outside. Sometimes the outside physical desolations can cause our spiritual desolation Mm -hmm. as well so we have to again when you do those three things become aware understand that understanding is where you're walking with the lord and he's going to tell you where to act on it and Mm -hmm. stuff so and he'll convict you if it's sin yeah but if it's not sin he will also show you a path yeah and invite you to lay that down all right so let's go through okay so the first rule In persons who are going from mortal sin to mortal sin, the enemy is ordinarily accustomed to propose apparent pleasures to them, leading them to imagine sensual delights and pleasures in order to hold them more and make them grow in their vices and sin. In these persons, the good spirit uses a contrary method, stinging and biting their consciences through their rational power of moral judgment. So this is the first one where she said we're facing away from God. Mm -hmm. And I found this really interesting because, um, so I had a huge conversion I guess it's been about 15 years ago now. And so I can fully remember, like reading back over these, I can remember going from the first rule to the second rule and it being a huge momentous moment in my life. But when I was in that place of the first rule, I didn't know I was sinning. Right. Because you're so deep in it. You're just living your life. You just don't even see it. No. And I think we get so frustrated sometimes with the culture and the way that, you know, it views different aspects of our faith and how mean they can be towards Christianity and all that. But they have no idea that this is, they're even involved in sin, right? There's The, the blinders right. are so strong that they don't even see it. Right. They haven't had an encounter yet. Right. They don't know consolation. They don't know, they don't know the difference. They don't know anything about movements of the soul. Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of sadness there too. Oh yeah. Because joy comes from that encounter. Well, there's a there's a what I learned for the longest time, there was always something missing. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was and I tried to fill it with so many different things. I know that sounds so cliche, but we all do it in no, our twenties. Yeah. We're all like okay, well, this is going to make me happy and this is going to make me happy. And then you're like, yeah. Lord, why am I not happy? And you still may be talking to the Lord, but you have no clue that the whole that's missing is really him yeah. because you don't have that intimate relationship with him. Right. Totally. And I, I mean, I saw that over and over in my own life. I saw it in people mm-hmm. around me like, well, we'd be happy if we moved to New York City. Well, they moved to New York City and they're not happy. And then they come back. And But like that's, that's what St. Augustine said. We created with a God-shaped hole in our hearts. And, and that actually, so when I had my big conversion, that was what brought it on, was that quote. Because uh, a friend of mine posted on MySpace long ago <laughs> that our hearts will forever be restless until they rest in you, O yeah. Lord. Yeah. And I was like, I'm restless. I don't know what this means. Like, I don't understand what's wrong with yeah, my heart. I just know I don't feel right. But something's not right. And, and I, I don't know what it is. It. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Okay. So then we move to the second rule. So in the second rule, persons who are going on intensely purifying their sins and rising from good to better in the service of God, our Lord, the method is contrary to that in the first rule. For then it is proper to the evil spirit to bite, sadden, and place obstacles, disquieting with false reason, so that the person may not go forward. And it is proper to the good spirit to give courage and strength, consolation, tears, inspirations, and quiet, easing and taking away all obstacles so that the person may go forward in doing good. That was a lot of words. But basically, what I took from these first two is in the first one, God sometimes like sends things to disrupt, to disrupt your way of life. And um, I haven't talked about this a lot on the podcast, but when I was in college, I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and And there was a moment where... I thought, 
if I don't change my way, I felt like God was sending me bricks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I don't change my way, he's going to send me a brick wall. And the sad thing is I still didn't really change my ways because I didn't know how. Like I didn't know what I was supposed to do in order to, to fix it. But so in that first rule, sometimes he can send us kind of things to, to stop us in our tracks. Right. And then once we turn to him, then now his, his method changes. Right. Which I thought was really cool. Uh, I just, I, I put everything into eating pie. So <laughs> you're like, okay, so Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is coming. And I like it. And pumpkin pie. We it. just had some pumpkin earlier. So what the image is coming to my mind about this is, and what the Lord is convicting me of, I guess he's like, so turning away from him is like looking at the pie buffet. <laughs> and, and he's that nagging voice saying, mm. you don't want to eat that because you're going to feel miserable and then your clothes aren't going to fit. Mm. And then... The enemy, because I'm looking at the pie, is going to show me chocolate. <laughs> He's going to bring in all the things that go with that. My favorite yeah. things like stay over here, eat some more, eat some mm. more. It's going to be good. And then there's that little voice in the back that that's biting and stinging me going, you don't want to do this. You yeah. don't want to do this. And then he, you, and it's saying you want to go exercise. And then, <laughs> and then in front of me, those pies are saying, no, exercise is too hard. This is good. Yeah. You like this. So it this feels it's, good. Yeah, yeah. So that in in that in that rule one, you're you're focused on the pie buffet, and, and you know you've got that nagging voice that this is probably not the best thing for you, but you 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 don't turn away from it because you love eating the pie and then all of a sudden you're like your pants don't fit right yeah. so what happens you know it's not that jesus would ever say i told you so but he's like okay i'm still here yeah look at me i got a solution to this right so you start exercising you start look you start working out your clothes start fitting and you're looking at him well now what's nagging you is but i really want some pie you want pie you want mm. pie that's what's hearing you from behind but you're looking at the exercise machine and you're feeling better and you're working with God. And, and so I, you know that buffet is behind, but you know that that's not going to satisfy you. Yeah. That I'm going to feel better if I'm looking towards what God is saying is healthy for me. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Totally. And I remember when I made that big conversion, that voice from behind me got louder. Oh, yeah. And it was... More insistent. And, and outlandish. Yeah. It crazy almost sounding. Yeah. So lies and um, temptations that I would have mm. just completely believed mm -hmm. when I was in rule one and rule two, I didn't believe anymore. So then he got louder and he got, and some of the things were like, I would never fall for that. But I was able to hear the voice of the enemy so much more clearer and uh -huh. be able to just say, that's, I don't believe that and mm -hmm. renounce it. But I think sometimes we end up in that in-between place and we start to fall victim to right, that negative voice what again. is he yelling at you he's like who do you think you are you're yeah. not some you're not some exercise nut this isn't who you yeah. are i mean and it's all in your head all of the voices mm -hmm. and you're you don't even realize you think it's just you yeah but you haven't you your soul hasn't been awakened yet to understand there's there's god's voice going on here there's your voice mm -hmm. but there's also a voice of the enemy that's not your voice yeah. until you get far enough towards in the until you're in the gym feeling good <laughs> then you know wait a minute that voice of pie yeah. is not the right one right is not a good voice that's not me yeah and it was like the it, it mine happened really fast so the closer i moved to the lord i think the more he kind of grasped at me like trying to pull me back yeah and then it became very obvious but there was nobody during that time in my life to say yeah that's you're in stage two of this is where you are. are. And yeah. so I was just kind of living with that on my own of like, what is this weird voice that I'm hearing all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. And luckily it sounded so strange that I didn't fall for it. But if he, he's sneaky yeah, and he's cunning and he's not always that outlandish. And so sometimes we do fall into believing well, and those some of lies. us have had negative voices and lies all our lives. So all we time. don't know any different. Right. And we just assume this is just we part just of We just assume this is a part of who I am. Yeah. I'm just a negative person. I'm just this. I'm just that. Because mm -hmm. that's who I am. And until we are spiritually awakened to understand and we're aware of the different voices, we're like, wait a minute. That's not me. Yeah. I don't have to listen to that anymore. And I don't it's not have truth. to. I don't have to believe it. It's just lies. He's a, He comes to to steal kill and destroy mm -hmm. and those voices anytime it's steal kill or destroy it's a lie yeah it's yeah it's not from not from god well and the other part i like about that um that rule though is how it describes how god reaches us where to go he with courage and strength mm -hmm. and consolation and tears yeah 
tears. That is how the Lord speaks to me is through tears, (laughs) y'all. And I, it used to drive me nuts. And now I'm like, I'm just going to embrace it. And inspirations and quiet, easing and taking away all obstacles so the person may go forward and doing good. Mm. Like that peace, the love, the fruits of the spirit and deep, deep feeling of being held and being known and being seen and being loved. Like that's what allows us to continue on in this journey, even though we're getting those negative comments from behind us. It's like, it's so worth it to keep moving towards the, the one who knows my soul, who loves me so deeply. And the more you move towards him, the enemy kind of gets left in the dust and he's still going to keep trying, but he doesn't have the hold and the control right, anymore. Right. Because you have the understanding, you know, yeah. what's, you have, you know, what's going on now. That's cool. Okay. The third rule is of spiritual consolation. So he says, I call it consolation when cemetery movement is caused in the soul through which the soul comes to be inflamed with love of its creator and Lord. And consequently, when it can love no created thing on the face of the earth in itself, but only in the creator of them all. Likewise, when it sheds tears that move to love of its Lord, whether out of sorrow for one's own sin or of the passion of Christ our Lord or because of other things directly ordered to his service and praise. So when we cry, that's consolation. <laughs> I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Finally, I call consolation every increase of hope, faith, and charity and all interior joy that calls and attracts to heavenly things and to the salvation of one's soul, quieting it and giving it peace in its creator and Lord. Yeah, if you read about St. Therese, and she would sit in the garden, and she would um, see see nature about her, or butterfly, or whatever, and she would just be so moved to tears. Mm. And it that's the consolation. It was this overwhelming sense of, as you're praying, and when God shows up, and he always does, but in a special way, that extra feeling of being loved, that extra feeling of just being in his presence and so important to him because we are Mm -hmm. right and those consolations come that they move us to tears or maybe we go to reconciliation and you're like i was fine saying my sins out there you know put you know racking them up to bring them into confession but then as you're confessing to to father all of a sudden the sense of tears that just come and that's that that again is that overwhelming love when you know you're, you've been out of disconnect with God, but God is right there forgiving you, and all of a sudden you're overwhelmed with mm-hmm. tears because you're like, you know, like when somebody you're feeling down and they come and they talk to you, and you're like, oh, don't talk to me, I'm gonna start crying because I needed to hear love, right? You know, you get that sense of love, and you're like, oh, and it just makes you emotional. Yeah. You start crying, and you're like, you're like, thank you, Lord, for that consolation because what you just brought to me is you brought me up from a place where I was not seeing you to a place of where. I'm totally feeling you and I'm totally feeling your love. Yeah. My, um, so I cry a lot y'all and, and it's always, almost always joyful, like really, you know, having an encounter with the Lord, kind of Holy spirit tears. And my husband keeps going, are you okay? Are you okay? Are these good tears? Are these bad tears? (laughs) I'm like, they're good tears. And then the other day, I, I think I was, um, just thinking about what God had done in the life of my son over the last Mm. couple of weeks. And it was just Tessa and I, and I just started crying in these like joyful tears. And Tessa looked at me and she goes, mommy, who do you miss? Because oh. to her, like if you're crying, that means you miss your mommy or you miss somebody. And she wanted to know who I missed. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good, girl. But I think for me, like just reading this right now, consolation is like the fruit of a deep encounter. Yep. It's, it's what you experience physically, emotionally, spiritually after a deep encounter with the Lord, after being able to feel his presence in your heart and your life. And it's what continues, it makes us continue to want to turn towards him and to yeah. be near him. I've had instances when I'm in church and I, I'm like, um, Lord, I don't think I can do this. I don't know if I can give this talk. I don't know if I'm this. And then out of the blue, someone will come up and, and this is truth, actually. Someone came up to me. I've never seen them before in the back of church. I was sitting in the back of mass. And they're like, I just want you to know that you are so full of the Holy Spirit. Just as I was praying, Lord, I don't think I can do this. That's his consolation. Right. That is like, that was hope and faith. It it filled me back up with that hope and faith. You're right, Lord. It's not me. It's not about me. It's about you and your spirit. So that's a consolation. Well, and he's constantly trying to send us these little messages and constantly trying to reach our hearts. And, and that's what I think like with find your fire, I've wanted people to know over the last couple of weeks that we've been talking about this is like, we have to look for him. We have to be open to him. We have to receive him because I think so much we expect these like 
big, amazing moments with the Lord to happen to the saints or to happen to the holy people, but he's like right here desiring it in our own hearts every single day. Yeah. And he's constantly wanting us to, you know, reach out to him, to allow him to speak to our hearts or to allow someone else to speak for him right. to us and to receive it. And we don't receive it. And so we miss like... We miss the whisper. We miss it. We miss yeah. the whisper. I think we miss like 75% of what he's trying to say to us. Yeah. I don't even know day. what scripture that is. There's a scripture that says he wasn't in the roar oh, of Elijah. the wind. He was Yeah. Yes. But he... And then all of a sudden they realize, oh, in the whisper. Yeah. He wasn't he was in, in the, whisper. the earthquake and he wasn't in the thunder. He was in the whisper in his heart. Yeah. And he can speak through earthquake and he can th- speak through thunder. And he does. <laughs> and he does. But he does. <laughs> can also speak through the little whisper, which I love so much. All right. Um, so the fourth spiritual, uh, fourth rule is spiritual desolation. So we already kind of talked about this, but I call desolation all the contrary of the third rule, such as darkness of the soul, disturbance in it, movement to allow and to low and earth. Oh, there we go. Movement to low and earthly things to disquiet from various agitations and temptations. Moving to lack of confidence, without hope, without love, finding oneself totally slothful, tepid, sad, and as if separated by one's creator, the Lord. So, as if. Oh, as separated. if separated. Yeah, as from, if. No, you said it right. You separated. said it right. Yeah. I was highlighting it as yeah. if because you're not you're not separated from one's creator, but we feel as if. Yeah. We are. So this morning I woke up, and. There's like a little thing going on in, in my life that's bothering me. And I think it actually distracted me yesterday during my encounter call too, which is sad. Um, but it's going to get worked out, right? You know, those things that you just kind of stress about and I'm waiting on the Lord and all that kind of jazz. And um, and then I got the text from Kendra saying that that Stella was not feeling good. And, and I was like, you know what? I got the whole day to myself. I think I'm just going to go back to bed. <laughs> Literally my thought process this morning. And I had this just like heaviness over my heart. Like mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just sad. And I don't know why I'm sad. So I'm just going to go back to bed, which is not how I operate y'all. Like I am much more of the like, yes, let's run toward the Lord and do all the fun things and blah, blah, blah. And when Kendra said, why don't you go record with Teresa? I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like this very real spiritual battle that kind of took over right. my heart this morning. And, and I felt like, moment of desolation it's not like a long-term desolation but it was like a i could give in to this temptation and yeah. i could just ignore whatever god has for us well today. and that's what he does he brings us to what he what he said here the um let me look back at the this the low it brings yeah. us to to the low and earthly things uh, it's a movement that moves us towards that 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 movement of slothfulness where you know what? This doesn't matter. Yeah, I it's just, not that you're right. Enough. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with this. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna yeah. eat that pie. I'm gonna, you know, and, and that's what it is. That's when yeah. the enemy's gonna come in and start tempting you with those low and earthly things, those bodily things that are going to keep us. Then get our he gets his foothold in just enough to point our vision in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And would it have ruined my life if we didn't do this today? No. no. But would we have missed out on something that God was trying to do today because he very clearly was? Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, hugely. Because he had designed this. And I, if I had just said yes to that, honestly, if Kendra hadn't been continually texting me. <laughs> I would have missed out Kendra. on this joy. I, I would have missed out on this joy. This is so great. Right. And, and, but sweet Kendra was like, you know, she felt a movement of the Holy Spirit and acted on it and was like, I think you need to go. And then she was like texting me a while. And I didn't even tell her I didn't. I didn't even tell her I was doubting. But I did decide instead of going home and going to the bed that I went to adoration instead. Just a better way to handle the situation. And so when I went to adoration, I still kind of walked in with like this heaviness on my heart. And then I just renounced it and was like, Lord, whatever oppressive spirit I feel in my heart right now, you know, I I renounce in your name and and offered it to him. And then all of a sudden there was like this joy that floated back into my heart. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And so I actually texted you from adoration Uh, (laughs) and said, Hey, do you want to record with me today? So, but I think that's just kind of like a little instance of what we experience with these kind of movements of negativity and joy and how he would really like to strip us of that joy if he can. Oh yeah. So he's always biting and stinging. Yeah. Yeah, when we're in the right direction, he's going to tempt us. He's going to tell us that, no, this isn't where you want to be. Mm-hmm. This is where you want to be. You know, yeah. Let me show you the other thing that's going to be so much better, but the grass is never greener no. on the other side. And going back to bed sounded good. It did. But I also, in my mind, know that I am so filled by moments like this. Yeah, me too. I'm so filled by having a chance to sit across from somebody that I know and love and that loves the Lord and 
and getting to share that with y'all, like that is my ultimate joy. So I could have chilled in the bed, but I would have been missing out on this. And and this is so much better. <laughs> so much better. So, okay. Anyways. All right. Yeah. And you, he, I like how Kendra did underline, you are never separated from God. So thank you for adding that in there. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do one more rule. And this one I think is really important because sometimes consolations can be long standing and sometimes we can be in a state of, I said that backwards, sometimes desolation can be long and sometimes in a state of consolation, we make a, a choice. We feel like God's calling us towards something. And then as we're moving towards something good and holy, some desolation will come back at us. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we kind of start this next one. Uh, the fifth rule, in time of desolation, never make a change. Never, never. Never, never make a change. Never make a change. So basically, if you're feeling called to something and things get hard in the process, do not change course. Mm -hmm. Right? Don't stay in bed. Don't stay in bed. <laughs> right. Don't decide you're going to go to bed in the and middle of something good. <laughs> and it's just that easy. I mean, it's just so easy for us to change course and to go... Uh, I don't, I don't feel so great today. I don't really need to pray with that person today. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just call and cancel and reschedule, you yeah. know? And then do you think we feel better by staying in bed? No. Then what does he do? Mm -hmm. He adds on, on top of that because I changed what my, the original plan was with God. So now mm -hmm. the enemy's going to start adding guilt on top of that while you're laying in bed. You're mm -hmm. still not going to rest because now I'm going to feel guilt and I'm going to feel right. like, ugh. then I'm, and then he's going to start talking all these negative things about yourself because you stayed in bed and you mm. may be sick right you may really be you can sick rest in your sick and it's okay but but that's also to determine too the desolation how that's an example how physical things can also lead to our spiritual desolation so when mm. we're physically sick it's really hard for people sometimes because that brings on then a spiritual desolation yeah so our what's happening in our bodies and what's happening in our spirits go hand in hand yeah and that's that's a lot of that being aware of i'm really sick today and i'm feeling desolation spiritually because i'm really sick so mm -hmm. if the enemy's trying to tell me that um, I should feel guilty because I didn't do something. I have to remember guilt is not of God. Right. So that's the enemy's voice. That's not God's voice yeah, convicting me, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to really always that be aware, be aware, be aware. And then, um, but if I'm feeling spiritually desolate and I know I'm not sick, my body's healthy and I'm feeling desolation, um, and I know I had that meeting today to, to have fun mm -hmm. with Megan and Kendra. <laughs> Don't cancel it. Yeah. Don't cancel it because my spirit is is feeling ill. Stay with that. Don't make a change. Don't make a change. Because God, I would have missed out on all the joy. Yeah. Right? And it's funny how often that happens when we're about to record a podcast. Like something will pop up mm -hmm. in our lives and something will kind of distract us or make us, you know, all of a sudden. Because we kind of have to be like in the right emotional state to sit down in front of a podcast and share our hearts and to be open and excited and all of that. And so there's some mornings where I'm like, I just don't know if I have it in me. I don't. Or Kendra says that. And we're like, okay, let's, do we, do we go with this and say, you know what, today's a day that we, maybe we should take a break. Cause there are times where that happens where the yeah. Lord says it's okay. it's okay. But I, or do we push through? Right. And I think what we look for is the fruits of that. If I, if I lay it down today, do I have peace with that? Like, have I prayed and God said, it's okay. It's okay to lay that down. Or am I just running away from something Right. and I'm making a decision in a state of desolation and saying, oh, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like doing it because like you said, then it, com then it compounds. Yeah, then, it, then, he, then you've opened the door to his voice. Then you've opened the door. And I think that is true too with big decisions in life too. Yeah. Like, you know, I, one of the biggest decisions for us, I feel like, is where your kids go to school. And, and it used to be you just sent the kids to the public school. But now like in Catholic world, there's homeschooling and there's Catholic schooling and mm -hmm. there's charter schooling and all the things and so sometimes we can feel really called to make a big life decision and then it's not perfect while you're there and so we feel the need to like pull ourselves out and take our kids away or, or move to a different location or whatever but it's like if God called you to that like know that that desolation doesn't last forever right like that desolation will not last forever and see it through to the end of the desolation and then make a life decision afterwards. Right. Like do not move your children or your household in the middle of a state of desolation. Because yeah. sometimes we just want to... We just want to run away. We want to run. Fight or flight, right? Yeah, run from When the things feeling. are going wrong and it's like, oh, Lord, do I have to go to a meeting again? 
with yeah. certain people. It's like, can I? So, so when when things start getting rough, what do I do? I pull up Realtor.com <laughs> and I look at all the fun houses there are in Illinois that I can move to. Illinois. <laughs> well, that's where my family is. Okay. So, okay. yeah, our family's back in Illinois. So I'm like, and then I realize, like, 15 minutes in, I'm like, oh, I'm running away. Yeah. I'm running away. But that's why they call these rules of discernment, right? Because it helps put things into context for us. Right. So that we can be aware of what is the movement of my soul? What's mm-hmm. going on here? And what is that spiritual movement? What is what is the physical movement? And, okay, this will help me determine if I know I'm in rule two, if I know that I've been going good, 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 and I'm hearing a different voice, I'm like, okay, that's not God's voice, Mm -hmm. you know, he would give me this. And sometimes we hit with these rules, one good, two goods, maybe they're two goods. And how do I choose? Right. And, um, but what he's saying in these rules is that, yeah, these are two goods, but which one, look at the fruits of, look at what the fruits of this one is going to be and look at the fruits Mm -hmm. of what that one is going to be. So yeah, maybe both of these schools are going to be really good, but what's going to be the greater fruit? Right. And what, what is God calling me to in that? So yeah. that's the take action. You never you never finish until you've understood with him. So become aware, understand, act, mm-hmm. and then act. Because you're becoming you're 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 coming to an understanding with him, not by yourself mm-hmm. in these rules. It's walking with him. It's again, it's that you're in that intimate relationship with him that he wants to be a part of. He wants to be a part of every single moment of our lives mm-hmm. every little thing he loves yeah. us so much he's like okay okay here's the path and you're yeah. like but which one but which one I don't want to you know what and sometimes we have to work that out with him yeah and sometimes he doesn't care which path they're both good as long as we're doing it with him right well and I think that's that's really the heart of discernment right there is it's not about following the rules and it's not about, you know, making all the right choices and, and checking all the boxes. In fact, that's the opposite of discernment. It's about having this intimate relationship with him where we lean on him for every decision and and then looking for him and following him and having that little joyous interaction with him and going where he calls us to go. Right. Right. But Megan, I don't hear him. Yeah. What do I do? Tell me, Megan, I don't hear him. How do we hear him? <laughs> I think that's the thing is if you are not in in rule one, if you are loving the Lord and turning your heart towards the Lord, he's trying to speak to you. Right. And before we started, I, I told Teresa about the Instagram post that I made a while back asking if people had heard the voice of God. And so many people that I know and love and I know have heard the voice of God said no. And I was like, but you are faithful Catholics. I know that God is speaking to your heart. I know that he is. So I think what it is is that we overcomplicate. Right. We overcomplicate the voice of God. Well, and we believe a lie. And we believe a lie. We believe the lie that we can't hear him. Yeah. That he's not there. I shared this with a group last week or earlier this week. And I said, I love how we believe the Bible, right? You believe mm-hmm. the Bible. You believe the words. You believe what Jesus, Jesus always tell you the truth? Yeah. Well, okay. Jesus says in the Bible, my sheep hear my voice Mm. and they know me. I've heard that same scripture no less than five times this week. Right. (laughs) So if Jesus says it, is he lying? No. 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 So we have to realize that we're believing a lie that I cannot hear him. Yeah. And I think somewhere along the way we decided that we do believe that for scripture. We believe that the apostles heard the voice mm-hmm. of God. We believe that the saints heard, heard the voice of God. And I think we even believe that priests and religious hear the voice of God. But somewhere we decided that it doesn't trickle down to us. each and every one of us. And that's the lie. That's the lie. That's the lie, right? Yeah. And that's what this it, whole find your fire thing is about is saying, you know what? I have a place in this church. I have right. a place in this relationship with God. And I have a place where he is speaking to me today. So and like I get we, to receive it. Yeah. So like we were talking about that pie and keeping us looking the wrong way. It's the same thing where we he starts to believe that, well, these are our experiences. I will never be able to be that exercise person. Mm. Right? So we base that on our experience. Yeah. But the truth is, we all know the truth. We can be an exercise person if we want to be, is the truth. Right. Right? But it's the same way in the Bible. We can read that Jesus says, you are my sheep. My mm-hmm. sheep hear my voice. Now, I can... 
equate that as truth if that's my experience. But if it's not my experience, am I equating that as truth? So I'm allowing my experience to tell me whether the Bible is true or not, mm. rather than knowing in my heart the truth of the Bible and let the truth of the Bible have that become my experience. Yeah. Even though my experience may not be that yet, that's where we've got to let our, our words and our declarations of the truth we have to keep declaring the truth mm -hmm. and then let that be our experience until our experience catches up. Yeah. Well, and in some ways, even create that declaration in your mind and say it out loud. Like, Lord, I want to hear your voice. Lord, I want to hear your voice. And then proclaim the truth. Lord, My, I can hear your I voice. I am your sheep. I am your sheep. I am your and sheep. I can hear your voice. I hear your voice. I am your sheep. I am you your said sheep. so. Yeah. You don't so, lie to me. Right. And then just listen. Mm -hmm. Listen for the the stirring in your heart for a tingling for a something that pops in your memory for something that bubbles up to the surface of your mind all of those things are ways that God can speak to us maybe it's a song yeah I don't know how many times I wake up and I'm like okay I know I haven't heard this song but the song was the answer to my prayer the mm -hmm. day before and it was the encouragement that I needed or it was the word that I needed or whatever, you know, specific songs. And I'm like, okay, I know I haven't heard that song in a long time. Yeah. You know, joy, joy, joy down in my heart, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be singing that today and now everybody else is going to be singing that today <laughs> because that's where the Lord is bringing me to. Yeah. Well, on the way over here, I was like, I recorded this little thing on our Instagram and I was like, pray for me because I'm going to record a podcast without Kendra. And Kendra is like how I have bravery. She, she's like my security blanket. And then I turned on the radio and it was that song, you make, make me brave. And I was like, all right, I get you, Lord. The Lord makes me brave. <laughs> you make me brave. But it was the like, truth of this. Yeah, and it was like right there in that moment, though. And it was that part of the song. It was right. Like right when I turned it on. It was like, okay, okay, I know. I know, I know. You make me brave. You're going to make me brave. It's fine. But I had this little moment. But I, I totally agree. Like, he speaks to me through music probably more than anything yeah. else. Like, that is. So tell us, what are the different ways that the Lord speaks to us? Well, the Lord can speak to us all kinds of different ways, right? He can speak to us through our vision, through our eyes. He can give us, um, inter internally, we can have, use our imagination. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes he gives us external, where some people see in visions, they see St. Faustina saw. Do you ever like, see visions? Real things. Externally? Um, externally, sometimes we're, we're like, the veil has been lifted, but there's like mm. transposed onto reality. So sometimes when I've been deep in prayer and connected in um, in the Eucharist, I don't see the priest. I'll see Jesus. That's there. cool. And then, That's very Saint Faustina and, of you. And so sometimes, but it's it's like this thin veil. You still mm. see him, but I see Jesus more than I see him standing there. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to explain the that reality mm -hmm. how how it can transpose onto what reality is, but we see. Like sometimes you'll see an angel behind somebody or you'll know that they're there. That's more of the knowing. That's more of the thinking. But yeah. um, external, some people really see. They yeah. see, you know, they see, I know, um, what's her name? Uh, she's here in Austin and she, um, Mother Mary comes to visit her oh. all the time and she has the stigmata. Um, in Austin? Yeah. Um, Janie Garza is lives here in Austin. She, she has that. I don't know. I'm not supposed to. Um, <laughs> but I think so because she's written books. Oh, and, okay. And so um, she does. She's, I've, been, I've been to times when she was receiving from the mother on certain days. Wow. And then she sends out uh, messages from, she'll get visits from the archangels. She'll get visits from St. Joseph and stuff. And she sends out, um, this is the, the word that I received today. It all goes through a priest. A priest verifies it first. Yeah. She has a confessor that she um, does. And I had then no that idea. Will, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. That's amazing. Pretty amazing. I've yeah. never had external visions, but I'm starting to kind of develop this internal vision mm -hmm. thing. And it, for me, it's a lot of times just like a picture. It might be more moving, kind of like a movie in my mind, but it's just in my mind's eye. Like the other day, I was um, going to a baby shower. And on the way there, I said, um, Lord, give me a word for her. Uh -huh. and um and I've, I've been trying to practice that you know like get better at it because it's really fun to give people yeah. like words from the lord it's super fun and uh and what popped into my mind was a picture of a rubber ducky and i was like okay well i'm going to baby shower like that's dumb. <laughs> like, obviously that's the only reason i'm thinking that and i couldn't get rid of it though uh -huh. and i was like lord what does that mean and i couldn't get rid of this 
I, I tried to like knock it away and he was like, I said rubber ducky. And then it just like kept popping in my mind. So I went and told her and, um, and she, when I said it to her, she almost looked like she was about to cry. And she said, my younger daughter or my older daughter loved rubber duckies and we decorated her entire room with rubber duckies. Uh. And so it was just like this moment where, I've, you know, I tried to block it out, but it's just a little, a little image. Right. It's not anything for me at least that's super drawn out. But if you have something pop into your mind when you're praying, Pray into that more because yeah, it could God, be something. Yeah. When I was learning, when I was first learning um, how to use my imaginative prayer, um, I was praying with someone and I was like, ah, okay, so I'm stepping out of limb here. What I see, yeah. <laughs> what I see is this um, stream and it's very peaceful and there's leaves and there's trees and um, just that the Lord is there. And she said, oh my gosh, you just described my backyard where I go to pray and I said well I think what the Lord is wanting you to know in that is that you're not alone and he shows up she's like oh I was just praying into that is he really there and so when we you know that's a message from God that someone receives that hey I'm real I'm here you're not alone I'm listening Mm -hmm. I'm listening so when we listen we get to be a part of that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, he can do that for other people, but he can also do it for our own hearts too. Right. Like he can speak to our own hearts in those ways. Oh yeah. And a lot of times I think we ignore stuff like that in our minds Uh as just, maybe it's a distraction. Maybe it's my own thought. Like I kept thinking, okay, I just thought it was a rubber ducky because I'm right. Because I'm thinking about a baby shower, you know, but like to just give it a moment and pray into it and say, Lord, are you trying to tell me something with this? And he may just tell you, it's just a rubber ducky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he may direct you back to the right path. That was you. But that's, that's, you go back to those voices and, and either way, you know, all of this is, is for building people up. It's for encouraging. If, if that is not the component, if that Mm -hmm. is not the fruit, that is not the purpose. It's right. The purpose is for intimacy with him yeah. and that connection with for yourself and for others. For yourself, that's your individual prayer life. And for others, that's where you become the, prof- the prophet that we're called yeah. to be, priest, prophet, and king. So we become the prophet in that when we share it with someone else. We get else. to build someone else up. And, um, and, and it kind of goes back to what we said, said a minute ago of like, it's always about intimacy. That is always, always the always. goal. He's yeah. always about connecting to the heart of the father connecting right. to the way he sees you the way he knows you the way he loves yeah. you and just being able to receive a little bit of his love yeah. into your heart and for part. some people that's really hard because they're not visual that's right. why you need to know that just because i don't see visions doesn't exactly. mean he doesn't speak to me because some people he speaks in scripture yeah well that's the word right that's um so uh sorry let me read them all so they're, they're seeing and then there's feeling so sometimes we may feel things, mm-hmm. um, maybe our, our body is heightened, um, or maybe we feel a pain somewhere, we know somebody else is feeling that pain. Maybe we get a chill, we know mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit's with us. So maybe we feel sad, and we, we realize, oh, there's somebody around us who's sad, or there's something mm-hmm. going on, so we can go into that. Um, with visual, people also, they don't just see things, but they also can dream, mm-hmm. which, is, which is really awesome. But then there's hearing. People hear things. People hear things in songs. God speaks to them through the song. Mm-hmm. People hear, um, they may hear, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of another one. I may hear a different sound. I may hear, like when I'm out in nature and I hear different things, or when, when I hear the wind, or when I hear water rushing, you know, God will give me a different word that comes with it, right? Well, mm-hmm. what is the meaning of that? Or he can speak to us in that and the things that we hear um, internally and externally. The voice, you know, he uses our voice. Right. So when we hear our voice, we hear those things. Um, he That's him talking as well sometimes mm-hmm. when we're hearing, right? So we just have to discern which voice. Um, thinking, sometimes we just know, you know, like, yeah. like, Okay, I just know when I see you, I just I just have this knowing of, hey, something's going on. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. I just know something's going on with you. Or like, like I'll, sometimes he just highlights people to us and you're just drawn to them for a reason and you don't know and you just go start to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And, but you had a knowing. Yeah. You had a knowing that there's something going on that God wants me to be talking to that person yeah right somebody's now. name pops up in your mind all of a sudden right like oh right. maybe i should reach out to that person there's all these different ways that we hear them so don't think there has to be one way yeah that we hear him but it goes back to the discernment rules and the movements of the heart and just being aware understanding what's happening mm-hmm. and then lord how do you want me to act on it yeah and just being 
childlike. Like just kind oh, of yeah. this surrender to God. I desire more of you. I want more. I want to hear you more. I want to receive more. I want to know you more. Like it's okay to ask for more and more and more and more of him. Yeah. And then, and just be, just surrender your heart to like, God, wherever you want to go with me, however you want to speak to me. Cause I think one of the things we talked about lately is um, like wanting a certain spiritual gift. Right. Well, why didn't I get that gift? And it's like, well, that's not what he's giving us. Like we need to just be, be open to whatever he's offering. And so just being super open-handed of Lord, however you want to speak to me, whatever that looks like, I'm ready. I'm all in and uh, give me the opportunity to, to go, you know, and yeah. try it out. He always wants to give us more than we want to ask for. Right. He, he always, always has so much more. He's like standing there with a bucket waiting to pour it in. And you're like, oh, no, no. Yeah. No, thank you. Not <laughs> okay. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Only this much. Fill me this much, Lord. Because we limit it thinking this is all I can hold, right? Yeah. Well, we, we were made with infinite capacity to hold everything the Lord wants to pour into mm. us. That's the thing. We are the only ones that limit that yeah. with believing the lies and empowering the liar that this is all I can hold or this is this is all that's me when the Lord has so much more to open up to mm. us when we start believing him and empowering the king who already is the power. Yes. <laughs> he is everything, right? And the more we say yes, the more he gives. And it's it's so much fun. Like it's such yeah. a fun adventure. Oh gosh, yeah. To just to be open to the spirit and let him go and, and receive what he has. Okay, so speaking of which, we have um, our event coming up soon. And Teresa is going to be our speaker and it's called Awake My Soul. And you guys like... We're just going to unleash Teresa and all her Holy Spirit. <laughs> watch goodness. out. I don't know. Watch y'all. out. And it's going to be powerful. You just wait and see. I know it. It is coming. Um, we are so excited about this night. I just feel a, a deep, deep stirring in the heart of God for his women, for all of you. And, and he just desires to encounter you in a very deep way in this night. And we're so excited about it. So I have a surprise. I haven't told Kendra this yet. <laughs> She'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I would like to do a one-day flash sale. So we are—we already have quite a few people, and um, and we may fill up. But I just want to offer to you guys who listen to the podcast to um, t- today when this comes out on Friday, November eighteenth, and maybe even Saturday. Let's call it a two-day flash sale. We're gonna do a flash sale, so we're gonna put tickets on sale for twenty dollars. And that's cheaper than they were for early bird. So if you didn't get it for early bird, come get it. If you did get it for early bird, I'm sorry. Thank you so much for donating an extra $5 to us. We appreciate you. And we just want to invite you to come and be a part of this. And also, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is college students. We desperately want to see you there. We love the heart of women in the Catholic Church and and college ministries. And you would be so... Um, filled by Teresa and her teachings and so we want to see you there too and we know that life is expensive for college students so you can come for $15 so if you know a college student tell them and um, they can do the code college for $15 and for um, we'll put a code up for the the cheaper tickets too for tomorrow so come get your tickets and we're excited to see you and we are praying for you and we are I just we cannot wait to see what God does. Come ask for more. Yes. Come oh. ask for more. Yeah. More, Lord. Teresa, yes. so, so the way this night's going to go is we're going to have dinner and we're going to have community building. And we really want to kind of pair you up with people that you can journey with after this. And um, there's going to be worship by James Longoria, who's our amazing worship leader. And um, Kendra's going to give a little talk. And then Teresa's going to just blow us all away with the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to have adoration. And God's going to do that. God's going to do it God's through Teresa because she's such an open vessel to his love. And then we're going to have, um, she's going to lead us in activation of like just really No pressure now, right? Holy no pressure. Girl, I, I love pressure on you because I know you can handle it. I'm like, she's got God, this. God can do that. God no, can do like that. Yeah. God's, God's got God it. works beautifully through you. So I know. I know it's coming. Um, and we're also going to have confession and prayer teams. And so we would just love to see you there. So let us know if you have any questions and reach out to us. Let us know how this spoke to you. And if you um, would like anything for us to pray for you between now and December 2nd, let us know that too. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Teresa. You are um, fantastic. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Can't wait till, can't wait till December <laughs> 2nd. All right. Bye, guys.
Thank you, friends, for joining us today. We are so glad you were here. And I want to give you those discount codes for our um, little flash sale that's happening today and tomorrow. It is live right now. You can go get yourself some tickets. So if you are getting the flash sale tickets, use the code flash sale, all capital letters. And I'll put these in the show notes too. And then if you would like to get a college ticket, either for you or for maybe a college age daughter that you may have, you can use the code college 22, like the year 22. And that's all capital as well. And that code will last until our ticket sales end. So you don't have to buy those in the next two days. So please share this with any college kids that you know, um, college ministries in the area, young adults, all are welcome at this event. We usually have teenagers up to grandmothers, great grandmothers. Uh, It's just a beautiful intergenerational time where women can come together and gather and truly encounter the Lord. Teresa and I were talking about it yesterday and, and she said, well, the whole focus has to be the encounter piece. We need to be encountering the Lord. And I said, actually, Teresa, that's what we founded His Beloved on was inviting women into an encounter with the Lord. That's our whole goal. Kendra and I are here to point people to Jesus. And I guarantee you that's what's going to happen on December 2nd. I just know the Holy Spirit's going to show up and just flood the hearts of the women that He so desperately loves. We are praying for all of you. If you've given us prayer intentions already, we are already praying over them. Every time we see someone purchase a ticket on our website, It just makes our heart jump with joy because we know what is in store for you and we are so excited for you. So we have been keeping you in our prayers and I just pray that the Lord shows up in a mighty way for you on December 2nd. All right, guys, see you later.